This is David Attenborough, and you are now listening to my favorite office hours with Tim Hedicott Record Podcast. It's called We Like Having Fun. We are booking through the turd and looking for corners we wreck up at episode 174 with Enrica and Madly White. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun. An Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. I am joined today by my two co-hosts, Joseph Allen and Mike Tucci. How are you guys doing there, out there today? Joe, you go first. I'm doing pretty good today. Everything is A-OK. Saturday morning, having some coffee? Sure am. Sure am. Tucci, what's up? Oh yeah, I never know what to say during this part of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like the like the, the pleasantries. That's t- that's tough for me. Um, You're supposed to say hi and you know hi. anything interesting, anything um, you got. Uh, did you have a good week? Did you you know? Did you have a you yeah know, pl- good holiday? <clears throat> what was that? Oh, Yom Kippur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, are you are you Jewish? I'm no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Um, but you celebrate Yom Kippur. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, okay, it's a good nice. time. Very good. Yep. Okay. Um, you guys are both at home. I'm in a hotel room in State College, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh yeah. Because uh, today I will be going and I'm back on the college football train, which means I'll be going to cover a Penn State football game this evening. Hmm. Gotta go to work oh, here in a little night bit. Night game. Must be a big game then, huh? Night game. I do the night games on Saturday night on uh, ABC. If anybody cares or watches football, if you if you're if you're watching that channel, you'll see my hard work. Me and the whole crew. So I'm there. And we shall move on now to okay. the show. Um the show we'll we'll be recapping today episode 174 of office hours that's a lot of eps a lot yeah and uh this is episode 57 of our show so you know we're catching up (laughs) it's not possible (laughs) yeah no we can start doing we start doing three episodes a week and, and catch up what do you think and uh, so that was on Thursday, good old regular old Thursday, and um, we had an in-studio guest, Andy Richter. Talk about bringing in a co-host. You know, you're bringing in, you know, alt comedy co-host of the decades, um, Andy Richter, obviously from the conan o'brien show so um this was a nice pleasant uh guy to have there i I didn't really know i don't think i've ever heard them really talk to andy richter i I can't i mean maybe now thinking back maybe andy richter has been in a a tim and eric or a tom goes to the mayor i can't think of any skit off the top of my head but he fit in there like old hat. They seemed like uh, yeah. 
very comfortable with each other. Um, Andy was obviously just loose and having fun. And um, it was nice to see him. He's a, I'm a fan of Andy Richter. You guys like Andy? I'm a big fan of Andy Richter. I go back with Andy in the Conan O'Brien early years all the way to a modern day listening to his podcast situation. So, ah, yeah, how was that podcast? You know, he mentioned it later in the show and it sounded interesting. It's really, really, really good. I, I love it. I think it's a terrific podcast. The three questions pretty much turns into like a wall to wall long interview, but um, mm-hmm. it, like, I just listened to an episode with Steve Agee and that was an exceptionally good interview. So uh, I enjoyed that and um, I, I recommend it. So, okay. Too Chenny Richter talk? No, I, I'm not too familiar with Andy outside of you know his role on um, or his the role that he had on Conan O'Brien. So not you know um, I did you know what though I I remember watching his show uh, when in high school Andy Richter controls the universe. Mm-hmm. So I did watch that. I don't know if you guys remember that. There was a uh, the brief period where he was off Conan, and I yeah. think he went solo project and. Uh, yeah, that was like kind of an awkward little phase for Andy. I don't yeah. think the show did too well, and Two I don't seasons. remember a damn thing about it. Yeah, it was. I think it was decent though for the time. I mean, I remember it being pretty good, I, and I think I watched all of it. Um, two seasons though. Um, but that's it though. It's that. It's that his sitcom, and then Conan. Outside of that, no, I don't. I didn't have too much familiarity with Andy. I've uh, always appreciated his cameos in movies like Scary Movie Two and cabin yep. boy and different things mm-hmm. like he's he's yep. always a welcome presence i i was a hardcore conan o'brien fan like that was my shit in the early 2000s it was like even going back even to the 90s like i yep. guess all through the 90s we watched it like it was a staple in our house uh so joe was a big conan guy i mean he, he turned me to conan at a very young yeah. age he was like you gotta watch this weird guy conan and I always kind of thought it was funny that, you know, years and years later, I'm talking, you know, over 25 or, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how many years, but up until these very last Conan seasons, you turn it on and he's doing, Conan's doing the same shticks yeah. that he was yeah. doing back then, like the same, you know, like these yeah. silly faces and, you know, little Shoulder things. Popping and I was and like, huh, I'm like, you're still doing that, huh? I guess. Yeah, I didn't keep up with it in the new iterations. I, I that's one no. thing I didn't do. But, um, you know, he got famously shafted uh, from the late night hosting, and that was sort of where I dropped out. But yeah. I it, all the year, early years were his, you know, my favorite things. And yeah, and Andy was always there, and he was always perfectly in sync with Conan's like ways, and they were like really a good duo. And um, yep. I'm glad that he was on here at for this episode in particular because of the timing for the everything. The norm, like can, yeah. yeah, the Norm MacDonald yeah. situation. Um, yeah. yeah, so I actually, th- you know, it, one thing they didn't get into was the whole uh, Conan getting screwed thing, which I don't know if I've really ever heard Andy's point of view on that. I've heard Conan talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. on his podcast and he kind of jokes about it a lot <clears throat> about how he had the tonight show for whatever a couple months and got burned 
But, you know, they didn't go that route. Instead, they kind of just kept it loose, <clears throat> and it was cool. So let's get into let's get into the actual show here. Um, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at some of these notes. So first of all, yeah, we had we had some uh, we had some tech diffs again. I think the stream Slight. was kind of looping again. I, I didn't really notice it too much. The guys might have, but I think they noticed it earlier uh, in early yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we had uh, let's see, what am I gonna mention here? Um, mm, do we want to get into all of this? Um, you know, they kind of just started started yapping about stuff um talking about when andy pulled up tim had a somebody carrying in a vacuum cleaner into his house that was sort of alluded to you know it was like is that alluding to him having a cleaner it was tim saying the vacuum was being repaired um sort of uh you know just interesting little thing tucci it says in here that you love vacuum talk yeah well they brought andy brought up the term domestic uh minutia Mm -hmm. so that that Mm -hmm. got that got me going i love that stuff i love um yeah vacuums blenders do Uh, you yeah yeah you know because it kind of i told you what's wrong with you i don't know i just like i like this stuff like i bought this um i'm using a mic arm now the Rode psa1 and i bought a refurbished and you get kind of giving me shit for i don't know why you're saying you asked why i bought a refurbished one but my my move is buying like these high-end products but just getting them like like refurbished so i have like i have a dyson it's refurbished it's great my vitamix refurbished it's great so yeah refurb guy yeah yeah Um, manufacturer refurb so i mean it's 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 a pretty safe bet i think Mm -hmm. Um, i think i went down the refurb route for some product and it, it failed me. You know, like, I was like, ah, it's a Was refurb. it manufactured refurbished? Yeah. It was. was. Oh, no. But, no, I was just giving you shit because you bought that, that arm for your mic, but, yeah, but you don't even thing. know how to sign in to do the uh, to do the <laughs> podcast. So before you start buying all the gear to record and stuff, just, you know, learn how to use a computer. Um, so, okay, uh, we got blender-based comedy. Um, Bladder. Uh, bl- blender, you know, we're mixing, talking bladder-based comedy. We're talking about taking peepees and losing weight and yo-yoing and all this stuff. We we like this kind of conversation. Um, Andy and Tim both talking about their yo-yo experiences, um, and this is the, the, yeah. The show just kind of started with these very casual a very casual chat taking their time here not really getting into anything real deep um there was a callback to the yo-yoing later on uh, a future guest has a yo-yo right so i felt like yeah call, good call joe look at yeah. that he's bringing uh, that up uh, that guy will win like the the next offie because he has like yo-yo trick okay stand by on talking about offies they're getting there <laughs> in just a second Joe's blows is getting ready to, to blow to smash heads over here um so uh so yeah after all this little chat tim's tim seems like in the beginning of the show he's like you know i want to just talk about it. he says it a couple times like I, you know i just before we start i want to want to talk about a couple things and uh you know the thing he wanted to talk about was can you believe it this little show, we like having fun. He wants to 
shall I dare say, kind of apologize to us? Um, so we're not going to spend all day analyzing this here, but I will say that it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't expect that to come. I didn't expect it, expect him to start telling Andy Richter this whole story. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But he made it it's very crazy, clear to so anybody it listening, you know, and this is the main show. This is 10 minutes into the main show. Now anybody listening to the main show is very aware that there's a recap podcast. Would I have minded him saying the name of the recap podcast? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. It would have been nice if he just said it's called We Like Having Fun. Uh, but that's okay. Maybe somebody... <laughs> I don't know if you Google <laughs> people in the comments Google. are just like, how, where, how do you find it? What, what is yeah, it? You know, yeah. Just... So Tucci, you know, can you get in there and just type your, you're, you're watching the comments. I thought about, I thought Comment. about it. No, you know what? Be an anonymous guy and just say, we like having fun. It's great. I, I was about 20 minutes late to the show. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't, okay. I actually didn't see this part live. I went back and yeah. Uh, so I this is another gonna... one that I, I didn't watch live. I watched it like, I think I started it around three Eastern. So there was like maybe 20, you know, I don't know, a few minutes left when I turned it on. And of course, 10 minutes in, I'm like, ah, damn, this would have been another one I could have called in on and yeah. maybe interacted with Andy Richter, my own. So it could have been why they addressed it. Cause maybe they're thinking, oh, we got trying somebody to... here yeah. to jump in. Um, I never can get there for the live thing because I'm working those hours, so that'll never happen for me. But um, so I'll get back to it. We did get a couple of great lines out of this bit. We got, uh, we got, we got Andy Richter saying, "What are you poking yeah. through? You know, poking that was the really best poking line through time. a turd looking for corn." Um, <laughs> Uh, which, you know, that's got to be our new motto somehow, uh, our new tagline. You know, we like having fun, poking turds, poking through turds looking for corn. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty awful uh, visual and uh, very quick on his response. He's like, oh, there's a recap podcast for this show. Um, ba 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 ba, poking through a turd looking for corn, which offends everybody. Yeah, um, not, yeah, not just us. I don't even think it offends us as it much. Really as, uh, yeah, we're just searching for the, the turd of the show. Yeah, that's... we just have the job. It's a, not a great job, but you know they're the turd, and yeah, we're looking right, for right. nice pieces of corn in the turd. Which so now we'll start referring to good bits as corn kernels. Uh, <laughs> things that we like are corn in the shit. Um, and uh, you know Vic took another shot. <laughs> Vic yeah, threw in a, oh yeah and their show's longer than our show and i was like okay Vic's still upset all right you know we've apologized Vic. we're sorry that's all that's also not true though i mean it's not well you, but whatever. it's longer than it's their long. our show our show, show is long it's probably longer than it should be and i think you yeah, you say that a lot i say that all the time yeah we're, yeah, yeah. we recap oh, multiple shows sometimes we're recapping the downcast yeah. so it's not yeah. just office hours and last yeah. Last show was exceptionally long because of all of the uh, the sharpling business. Yeah, and but, look to to the listeners. To be fair, Mike's always trying to wrap up this podcast, but I, you know, Joe and I just keep on going. So uh-huh. we're there, I, but it's, it's true. So we know we're trying to tighten things up. We will. It's okay. Um, and then Tim apologized for flipping us the birds and said, you know, you know, that's obviously all with love. And 
you know, that made me feel good. And he, he, he really, you know, kind of tiptoed around the, uh, you know, I listen to it. I don't listen to it. You know, like I listen to it sometimes. Like I listen to it. And then he said a couple nice things. He said, you know, the guys made some really good points. And it was like, why, you know, well, this is completely unnecessary information for anybody to know. But threw Matt right under the bus, said, we have the right idea. We had the right idea about some of the office stuff and uh, and the whole critical stuff, you know, the critiquing of things. Um, so that's a win. You know, that's a double double win for us and tim just wanted to make make sure that got out there so that that's great what a nice feeling for us boys huh <laughs> yeah Tim, tim's a sweet guy we know he is you know he means well um, i know it's, it's but, crazy to think that he's like bringing this up to andy richter like what is happening that's just so, so I, I, wild, I know. You know? I, like listen when he said you know i got a couple things i got to get to the last thing i would ever thought i thought he's gonna like talk about norm mcdonald or talk about important things in the world or something that happened in his <laughs> life i love the transition because we're like in there right and he's like talking about our weird shit and he's like matt you know you're a really disaster with the off-feed nominations and then he just said, I'm high as hell. He just like, just cut to like, I'm high as hell. I took, I took a ton of mushrooms this morning, just like to get out of that. You know, just like, took a pound of mushrooms, um, which took them into a little uh, mushroom talk, which, you know, we can talk mushrooms a little bit. Microdosing. I have a friend that started microdosing and he grows his own mushrooms and crushes them down into pills. And maybe this has been mentioned before on the show, but I haven't done that. Um, I've only done the regular old big doses of mushrooms in my life, but I'm sort of I'm sort of interested in it. Yeah, um, me too. it's it's a fascinating thing the way people are using these drugs in a more modern way. I mean, maybe I've said this before. I microdose pot. I take like very small amounts of uh, edible. Like I take the one of the gummies and eat half of it. Like. And I measure my amounts. A few milligrams, something like, like that. Like two point five milligrams yeah. is, is kind of where I go, and that's very that's pretty rare. I don't do that every day, and I don't, and I do that like at night. But um, yeah, I'm into that. You guys ever fool around with the drugs and the microdosing, or not the microdosing? Um, just the hard mushrooms. How, how, yeah, did it. Did mushrooms a couple times in the past year? Um, not just the, year. But yeah, not the best experience wow. for me. Oh, I, I yeah. Hmm, um, what happened, dude? You see, you see the devil. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. It's just yeah. I like existential dread. Usually is how yeah. it goes for me. Yeah. Uh, I get over it, but um, most of it's not great. Um, that's kind of been my experience with it with psilocybin. Um, how many how many grams you taking? Just a gram uh, the, or two? The, the last time, yeah, I think it was about one and a half. Okay. Um, and that's usually where I'm at. I usually, I think when I was younger, I would mess around with an eighth. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's heavy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. My tolerance is all, all is off whack, out of whack. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, but. Um, okay. So you're probably going to stay away maybe for a little while. I mean, I think I, well, I'm interested in the microdosing. Maybe I kind of just um, do that for much, a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. But um, I have a friend that treats depression with it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. And, uh, he has the pill. He doesn't take him every day, but like if he's feeling like, oh, you know, I'm kind of in a rut, he'll like take him for a few days, and he's like back on track and like feeling good about life. Yeah, I mean, if I could get him easily, like in you know, in the in the microdosed form in pill form, I'd probably do it. You can tomorrow. grow. Them. You can buy the kits. That's what he did. Oh, he like cool. bought a kit okay. and grew. Them. 
Joe, mushroom, anything to talk about here with the drugs? I mean, um, it's probably been over 20 years since I've had any mushrooms or any, yeah. any LSD or anything like that. Um, I would, I'm for the, you know, medical field getting some research out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm on or if I'm going through a cancer situation and I'm on my deathbed, I might be open to exploring that. Once, once more, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really that interested in the microdosing or any, anything like that. But, you know, someday, maybe. I don't know. Do you ever have, like, a little urge in the back of your mind to just be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind just taking a handful of mushrooms and getting fucking nuts tonight. I've been watching the Hamilton yeah. Morris show, and hell yeah. Like, he's... That guy yeah. on Does that make you want to take drugs? Yeah, totally. But uh, mm-hmm. that's just my you know, old me that was like yeah. real experimental with my brain and I'm not, I'm less so doing that. Uh, like I know it would be just a bad time. I'd probably have the existential panic and bullshit that would come with anytime mm-hmm. I even have weed. That's like just a bad time. So, um, mm. yeah, um, I get it. I'm not doing it these days. Last time I had weed, I was like at a, rock concert and i got like light lightheaded and i had to sit down like it was just like no this is not me anymore i can't do this anymore yeah so the weed's very strong like that's yeah the weed's very strong this is why i have to measure and microdose like somebody 2.5 milligrams of weed is like one half of a drag of a joint that's yeah. how much it is i don't it's mess like, with edibles i don't I'm, I'm i'm off i'm off that i was doing that for a edibles while, is where it's at because you can measure somebody gave you, me people uh, have edibles and if you know they take too much and they don't know but that's slow release five or ten milligrams will somebody gave me half a, a brownie at work and like a uh, cancer brownie just gave it to me and i was like okay and i had to go home i couldn't even work and i had to well, you ate it at work yeah oh my god <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know like what i was eating brownie work. jesus you were just like mm, brownie i had to drive home and everything it was like not on um somebody gave me at one of these jam band shows a big handful of mushrooms because they like recognized me from my thing and so I have some and the guy said they're really good <laughs> and I'm like mm. and they're like connected you know you know when the shrooms have the the connection point between the cap and the stem if you're getting into your drug stuff like that's the good stuff that connection so someday I might just fucking get wild but we'll see Norm McDonald R.I.P. We knew we were going to go here. The guy said that this wasn't, uh, you know, planned. They had Andy Richter booked for weeks, and this just happened to coincide with the uh, unfortunate passing of Norm MacDonald. He uh, privately kept the secret of, of of having cancer that he suffered with for a long time. And, uh, it's a bummer. Um... They all talked about Norm's genius. I'm sure if you're online, you've been seeing for days and days the mass amounts of love and reposts and uh, comments on how Norm was a genius. And it's nice. I mean, it kind of, you know, it kind of bums me out when this happens and everybody's like, yeah, Norm was the best. And it's like every 
comedian that you love, every everybody is just like on board. Big names, everybody saying Norm is the best, and it's like, well, why? Why do these other schmucks have all these Netflix deals? Like, why does everybody else in the world, you know, seem like they're doing real good, and Norm just seemed to be? I guess Norm did have a Netflix show, um, but you know, he just was not. He just like, maybe wasn't getting the uh, the credit, and I know they addressed um, maybe why that is with some of his uh, his humor was not always. Um, you know, politically correct or, or, or whatnot. Um, but were we, we, were we big Norm fans? I, I talked about me and my friend literally like a few days before we're talking about how Dirty Work is one of our favorite movies, um, especially like in that kind of comedy realm when people are talking, oh, you know, 90s comedies. Um, dirty Work's fucking great. But Norm's, I'm a big fan of Norm. I always loved his uh, his version of, weekend update on snl um and yeah. just just anything he was in i i always i always liked him but that we was were, yeah the weekend update was about uh norm here I yeah imagine. the weekend update was probably you know that was the one memorable thing that i have for norm a lot of my friends loved norm mcdonald um i think i missed out on norm hmm. i don't you know um i didn't really consume much of his stuff but I, I think i've always respected him from you know from afar without actually digging too too deep um but again like a lot of my close friends really loved norm so i'd get stuff um sent to me from them you know over the years but that's it um yeah i mean i don't have much more to say i think i i think i just just one of those guys that i i kind of mm. missed joe norm yeah um i'm gonna sound probably more like everyone else here or i mean everyone else in the world when i say he was like one of my favorites of all time like um yeah i used i was a comedy nerd as a as a kid like i used to stay up and just like watch evening at the improv and all these the vh1 used to have the, the the play those all the time and i would sit there and just watch one after another and i'd pay attention to all the comedians and whenever i saw somebody i was like oh this this person i'm gonna watch them i remember seeing norm like when he was real young and had one of his early stand-up shows like it probably was like even late 80s like really long time ago and i was like oh i like this guy and i saw other things and eventually he was on snl and i remember thinking like finally they're getting some good people on snl and like i was so happy and um you know it was like uh Somebody I always just fouled and like even in the past few years, you know, I fouled every everything he'd ever put out and I listened to his podcast and then it became like a talk show and, you know, and his, you know, he, he was special. He, he was definitely a special person that I loved all his comedy and I loved his darkness of things and his his kooky delivery of things and just his his well-read sort of attitudes of, about how he delivered his comedy and he was just a yeah, really like a smart guy too you know? yeah really intelligent at but really funny like his stuff was just so funny and um hmm. it's a huge loss um and like i was i was surprised hearing he died but then like reflecting on things from all the way they were saying he may have had cancer since 2011 i was thinking like yeah i guess if you're not paying attention you wouldn't think anything but 
I feel like there was lots of red flags of just like his appearance and things. You know, he was became very like talking about death in a lot of his stand-up specials, and hmm. there was uh, there was things there that might make you think, oh, maybe something is wrong with Norm, you know. And uh, he mm-hmm. he like started getting old real fast, and well, he wasn't looking he wasn't, super hot toward the end. Yeah, so I um, I'm really sad, and I went through looking at clips again and reliving the moments of all his comedy like everyone else in the world and he deserves it his comedy is just was really good and i he, i think i could echo like all his friends you know saying like he was the greatest and uh i i was a big fan and um if you want to you know hear about him you could check him out on different podcasts uh conan and andy released something on like a conan's um podcast and that was a, mm-hmm. a good talk about norm and reliving like the behind the scenes of some of his greatest moments on their show and mm-hmm. and uh, okay and even the mark Marin episode which is already like 10 years old was like a really good listen to to hear about some early days of him being hanging out with ronnie dangerfield and just coming up and being a stand-up and that was a really good listen did I, mark re-release that one he re-released it and it I, even if you're not a Mark Marin fan, you'll really enjoy it because it was yeah. like one of his better episodes for sure. Uh-huh. I think so. I might even heard that back in the day. But okay, well, Norm Macdonald, um, we love him. Tooch, you're failing, man. You gotta watch. You gotta watch a little more. I Norm. Know. I'd, I'd say watch. I mean, if you've never seen Dirty Work, that's a great, great movie, and just so I think it's super underrated. Through all this fucking Norm Macdonald tweets and anything, I'm like, is anybody gonna bring up Dirty Work? Dirty Work was fucking great. So Did, didn't uh, Bob Saget direct that? Yeah, Bob Saget directed that. So and that then tells you. go check out the the Bob Saget roast where Norm roasted him. Like that was mm. a, a great moment in roast history where you know roast, roast like, history. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know roast go, history. Go check <laughs> I mean, he did the. He did the uh, Kentucky Fried History. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Speaking of roast history, he did the he did the KFC thing. <laughs> right, right. That happened. Um, All right, wait. So, if there's one recommendation, what what is it? Dirty Work. Okay, Joe. It's a movie. It's a movie from like no, 1990. No, no, what is the recommendation? The number one for me to check out this weekend. Um, I really like his most recent stand-up special that was like maybe a couple years ago. I think it, it was on Netflix. It might even be on Spotify. That's really funny. And, okay. you know, he's like thinking about, he's obviously thinking about death a lot. And uh, there was lots of good stuff to, to listen to in that funny bits. Cool. So, yeah, they talked about on the show, <clears throat> um, you know, they got into some of the problematic things about Norm, like calling uh, calling Andy, his whole shtick with Andy being gay um, which was an ongoing thing that he did on the Conan show for a long time. I remember that. <clears throat> and how some of his stuff, you know, maybe he's a little dated and like Andy maybe wasn't really enjoying that bit, you know. Um, and I think Norm definitely pushed the uncomfortable button uh, a lot um, and definitely went places that maybe a little taboo or a little just, you know, a little over, a little close to the edge, if not over the edge. But um, it was interesting to hear, you know, them talk about him so soon after. And 
um, I've been following Tim and all the, the, the things he's been posting and it's, in, it's just interesting to see the, the influence that it had on Tim. Cause I don't think I really remember Tim talking about Norm Macdonald too much throughout the, you know, history of these podcasts and just everything. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think it's Norm was one of those guys. That if you liked him, you liked him, but maybe he, maybe over the most recent years, he wasn't really, uh, you weren't maybe talking about him as an influence as much, but clearly influenced a lot of people. And I always found it. He like his gambling, his story about the gambling was really insane. Um, that yeah. was like, he kind of admitted to recently about how a couple different times he like lost all of his money, three different gambling, times. three different times, like some insane shit, completely just like he was a gambling fucking fanatic. And he was like, he's, and he just like wanted to live life on the edge, like kept doing it again, like earned all this money back, went like all these shows and like little things that he did, he would just make the money back and then go lose it all gambling. Yeah. He was <laughs> sort of like, like a sports shit. watcher. He'd be on Twitter. Yeah, he loves sports. Yeah. And he, oh yeah. For a while comment. he was doing that tweet where he was, he would like, live tweet golf events and uh sporting events in general and that, that was always interesting i've been following norm on twitter forever and he was great because anything you'd be you know any big game or whatever you could watch and you just have norm <laughs> norm's commentary i'm pretty sure norm started doing sports commentary as one of his shows or something i, I don't know i can't remember exactly what it was but he did have like a program where he did sports call like he called sports like he did, like yeah. he, there would be a game on, and you could like watch Norm's commentary of the game. So, Norm's a good guy. We love him, and uh, let's move on to City of the Day, which uh, was a call-in City of the Day. We have we have a call-in now. This is the new format. We don't really have a code anymore. It's just an excuse to get to a call because up until this point, we had zero calls in the show, and I think we're more than halfway into the show here. And um, we have uh, Miriam calling in with Lynn, Massachusetts, where she was born, raised, and lives currently and doesn't know anything about the place. <laughs> so good for you, Miriam. Um, City Today sponsored was Hannibal Lecterns. Um, okay, so breaking down Hannibal Lecterns. Let's see. What do we have here? Um, we have. Uh, we it was revealed that it was written by Phil Braun. Interesting. Um, I like now that they're just telling us who's, yeah. who's writing the things. Just yeah, just tell us. Like the guessing was fun, but I think we're getting to get deeper here, and I'm going to bring that up. Oh yeah, I got a lot uh, to say. About this. Oh, I wanted to, well, I wanted to I bring that up earlier. Actually, when Tim throwing them said, under the bus a little bit because it was uh, maybe not the best. Oh, we're going to get into it. Yeah, they burned him a little bit. But listen, Tim had mentioned that Matt had fucked up the offies, um, the nominations. And look, I know it's a hard job. You know, he's going through tweets. I don't know how he's collecting things or whatever. But here's what we're going to do, guys, as the We Like Having Fun team. We're going to start tabulating and keeping a big list of everything and rating things and telling and deciding things. So at the end of the year... We will be able to have a very big in, very big intel into Offie nominations. That's going to include Collins. It's going to include City of the Day ads. It's going to include guests. It's going to include episodes. A very extensive Google Doc with hyper. Very extensive Google Doc. Mike Tucci is making. I added it at the into this it. 
I, I added it somewhere. You did the very here. bottom. I'm on it. Um, You're on it. Okay. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I even want to propose that maybe once a month we do a little, just a little uh, look back at the month um, and kind of see what stands we'll out. We'll see. The shows are already too long, so we'll see <laughs> yeah. if we have time for that kind of shit. But I'll say here, I'm going to throw Tucci under the bus. He wrote, this is a Nafi nominee. Okay, uh, no, no, no. Okay, all right. Now, <laughs> I, I, the day. He's not a big fan of this one. I'm going to walk that back because okay. Um, okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot uh, there's a lot that kind of um, developed after the show. Um, so yeah, so they kind of threw Phil under the under the bus for this. What what we heard on the show, the, that version of it was not good, um, and I would probably say yeah, it's like it could be a Nafi nominee. But if you saw Phil Braun's Instagram, I don't know if you guys saw this. I pull it up now if you can. There is an mm -hmm. open letter uh, mm -hmm. from Phil's attorney to the guys at office hours. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially it's threatening to, uh, to propose a um, cease and desist. It's not a cease and desist, but essentially what it comes down to is that Phil was claiming that um, this, the copy for this ad was hacked and slashed and he is requesting a, that the brawn cut, be released. Phil Braun prepared a finely honed and objectively humorous composition describing a celebrity endorsed combination hand truck and lectern designed uh, <laughs> lectern designed exclusively by and for incarcerated serial killers enabling them to safely and comfortably attend meetings and address the public. With Mel's afterthought and without warning Mr. Braun's piece was edited redacted and reconstituted in a manner that stripped it of its essential context and levity and with further insult to injury, was ridiculed mercilessly in front of the most flagrant bout of unethical punching down by Tim and punching over by Doug, <laughs> Vic, and Matt that I've ever had the misfortune to witness. Your unethical activities have led Mr. Braun and me to suffer severe damages, including, without limitation, mental, physical, financial embarrassment in front of Andy Richter, inconsiderate and disrespectful. Okay, so uh, now here, he, so this, okay, all right. So Phil had to lean into this one mm -hmm. to say, "Okay, you guys bagged me here. I sent in a funny bit, and Tim wasn't into it. And this is kind of how this goes with these ads. If yeah. Tim's not into it, he's not reading it properly. He's yep. just kind of he's kind of before we even get there, talking a little. He's like, oh, Hannibal Lecterns. Oh, and he kind of looks at Andy. And he's like, yeah, we 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 do these." kind of dumb ads you know like sorry like this is embarrassing for me to have to explain to andy richter this poor piece of thing so so actually like matt from the office hours on the office hours twitter actually he tweeted the full copy you know like doug was editing the copy but he posted the original copy that phil had sent them and he said, let's let the court of public opinion decide this one. Um, and then somebody made a recording of it with the music in the background. Um, let's just play a tiny bit of this. PA system. Even the folks in the back of the hangar will hear because you have no proper place to put your notes. Is the austere prison issue restraint cart making you into an uncomfortable, sweaty mess? And are you waking up the day after an important presentation with a sore back and sore neck? 
Well, not anymore with Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal. Okay, so objectively, this is not good. This this is this is bad. Um, <laughs> I did listen to the whole piece. I think you guys heard it too, and yeah. uh, it was painful to get through. Um, very very little. I would say not even very many smiles. Um, really kind of confusing um, and just not good. Um, that's that's the objective opinion from me coming from the, the we like having fun. What do you guys think of this? Uh, you know, the fill cut. Uh, you know, some pun in pun intended uh, bits in there, maybe some Hannibal Lecter callbacks, Panama hats and whatnot. And uh, I don't love it, but it, it sounded better in this way than it did on the show. So, uh, yeah. Well, like yeah. This, so this like is the just Snyder cut. It's better than the original, mm-hmm. but I think there is a reason it was, um, it was edited just in the first place. It's a little long. I'd say a convenient place for your handwritten screeds, riddles, and taunts. Um, that's kind of a funny line. I think maybe the whole thing just needs to be tightened up and maybe made a little more grotesque or something. But just the idea of having a, you know, a desk in case you're talking, you know, like for your notes um, is just uh, is just pretty boring. Um not a great uh, image to go with it. Um, is it an offie? It's on the list because of the controversy and the fill cut and all this. Okay, we're going to stick with that. It's going to be, it's not going to be, we're going to keep the asterisk thing. Okay, okay. it's going to have yep. a mid, mid-level to poor rating objectively. Phil really pushed it. I think the fact that it's become a Twitter thing, that it's kind of outlived the episode. Most ads don't really even get that much love outside the episode the good ones do the good ones people are reposting the images there's a commercial involved something like that um but maybe this one goes on and on and maybe images pop up and phil really keeps trying to push this one we have the cease and assist letter uh so he's made it he's made fun out of it he's made content out of it um which you know turning your uh your chicken uh shit into chicken salad you know kind of a move there so so maybe maybe an offie we will we will see it'll be on the list Dooch. now it goes it goes even further if if you are aware of uh tim's pre-show instagram mm-hmm. live videos yeah this one the one from this past week he actually posted on his feed so i'm, I'm sure you could go back and watch it in that in that live video, it's two minutes long. We see Doug's laptop. We can, we can actually see Doug editing the copy of Hannibal Lecter. You, you, it's oh, there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, really interesting. So this is this you is could level. See words Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tucci, the fucking detective on the case over here. It goes deep. This is going deep. Um. Yeah, well, I don't know how this affects the overall quality of our objective opinion on Hannibal Lecter. 
Well, I'm gonna. I guess I'm just gonna say I'm gonna reserve judgment. So this is not gonna be nominated for anything. You know, especially in like a okay, you're, not, you're pulling it off the Nafi nomination. Yeah, I, I need okay. to see how this develops over the the coming weeks. It's, it's like the Snyder cut. You know, yeah, it's like the Snyder cut. I need to see the Braun cut before I. I okay, so this could in the Google Doc. This is gonna have a special asterisk or something that's like, listen, we didn't really love it. I don't think I laughed or anything, but it did raise some fun stuff. So you never know at the end of the year, if there isn't that many interesting ones, maybe Hannibal Lecter, just as a point of controversy, gets nominated for an Offie via us just to get Phil involved. Because sometimes Offies are not about the actual quality of the thing that we're talking about. And it's more about creating controversy, which creates conversation, which we all know. So Hannibal Lecter, you haven't been burned yet. Tucci wanted to gnaw for you, but we're going to bring you back and you might actually, you're in the running still. We're going to give it a, let's just say a real mediocre five out of 10 and uh, with an asterisk that there's some interesting backstory that will go into our little Google doc for Hannibal Lecterns. We feel good about that? Yeah, we feel good about that. Okay. Yeesh, what a stinker. And Tucci's nuts. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. um, that was that was all before the, the everything unfolded. Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. real quick, in the Google Doc, I'm dropping in the screenshot just so you can see for yourself. Uh, there it is. There's the proof. Okay. I would love to get Phil on this show exclusive yeah. interview. We'll great. have to get Phil after you know a few weeks down the road. Once we start tabulating things, we will do that. But so then we had our second guest. I guess I mean. There's there's kind of be like a differentiation between in studio guest and call in guest, which as us now trying to take control of the office, I say maybe we change up the categories here and have best in studio guest and best call in guest. What do you think about that? Do you think that's yeah, fair that's for two virtual. different categories? Like, how could you have Matthew E. White against Andy Richter? Like, that's never going to work. Uh, but Matthew E. White is maybe worth winning an offie for best, like, I guess would this be this wouldn't be Zoomer. I th- this would be best. It's best how about guest? It's like co-starring and like it's uh you know in the in the category of a movie you have the the main star and then you have the co-star and there's two different nominations. Best supporting guest. Supporting okay. guest. Okay, so oh. best guest and best supporting guest. Okay, okay. okay. I don't hate See, that, Joe. Gonna... That's well done. What were you going to say, say... Tooch? Best virtual guest, but I guess Joe. Okay, that works too. Let's let's go. Let's do supporting virtual. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Well, like sometimes there's like here's 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 why supporting might work better because like let's just take the offies last week for a second. We had the um ah shit I can't remember his name now the the musician that was there with them Jimmy Paper or Jerry uh, Paper Jerry Paper Jerry Paper so he was kind of a supporting. Yeah. Guest, but he was there. Yep. So let's go supporting. You could probably have a supporting a, with a virtual you know, guest even differently. Like, yeah, okay. Well, now we're pushing it. Now Jerry Paper is like a supportive mu- yeah, musical okay, guest. Okay. We can't have too many. Guest. We can't have too many. But listen, the, for the bottom line, I don't want to put Matthew E. White against Andy Richter. I think they should be in different categories. Matthew E. White as best supporting guest. Um, He's in there. Got it. We'll put him in there. And. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm giving him huge, uh, you know, excitement props. I think he did fine in here. I think, um, 
they played the Instagram follower game. He's uh, he started the record label that uh, Fear of Death is on. And um, I uh, I listened to Matthew E. White yesterday. I listened to his new record and then I listened to his record from 2015. And I thought that it was fine. Um, Uh, You guys listened to Matthew E. White. Did you give it a sniff? No, I did not. Joe, have you ever heard Matt? Have you ever heard of Matthew E. White before this? I had heard of of him. I haven't heard of him. I've heard of the label, and I know Foxygen was on the label, but I I think because on Spotify I follow Foxygen and some of the bands that he has on his label that Spotify has pushed me Matthew E. White in the past in like Discover Weekly and release radars and stuff. So his name and some of his songs have popped up before. I intend to check it out. But I I wonder what you guys would think. I I went out, I went for a run and I listened to, like I said, the new record and the record previous. I don't think I made it all the way through the the previous record, but really all over the place music. um, Tim had said, oh, it's like more dancey than I thought. Which there was like one and a half songs I felt that like kind of had a dancey tempo. Other than that, it really wasn't like that. There was lots of big string arrangements and very, very kind of all over the place. I think he's a producer. I think he's a very good producer. It seems that he makes very clean, nice sounding songs. But maybe for me, wasn't insanely memorable lyrically or, or whatever. It just wasn't like, wow, it wasn't like an immediate hit. Maybe it's one that you gotta, gotta give it a couple sniffs. Sometimes that's good when it doesn't jump right out at you and, and you love it. But I would say, give it a, give it a listen. Cause he's, he seems like a good guy and you know, I appreciate what he's doing. If he's a friend of the show, then you know, we should, you know, maybe give it a sniff. What do you think? Tooch? Our friends over at pitchfork gave it a 7.5. I saw that, which is the, death that, which is we the talked knife. about this before it's nothing worse than a 7.5 uh, you want to avoid that <laughs> you'd rather six. take a four you know what i mean like yeah, at least get some attention out of it you know oh god 7.5 is just like and you know what unfortunately when i listened to it it kind of felt like that it was just like yeah it's not not fucking great you know i, I don't know like i felt like the 7.5 pitchfork rating was when i, I, I saw that before i listened yeah and I, that bummed me out that I saw that number. I was like, oh, I kind of know what this is going to be like. Back in the day, I, I I would check out a seven. I would go as low as maybe you know, yeah. 6.9s. I would always check them out because I don't trust Pitchfork and I feel like they sure. underrate no, no, things. And- it usually means for me that like you're going to listen to it. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. It's just maybe not going to blow your brains out, you know, and um and usually the review itself will probably kind of describe that so it's just like an unfortunate rating um and i feel like a lot of people's like second third fourth albums are getting these like oh maybe they had a hot one in the beginning and now oh yeah this is 7.5 it's a it's a b minus you know it's like a okay Anyway, not to spend too much time on that. He was a nice guest. Um they did the Instagram game based on bearded people because matt was excited this guy was a beardo and turns out he didn't have that big of a beard but whatever (laughs) this instagram game i uh, didn't love the choices of 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 picks here i think there's like so i've played i've been playing the instagram game with friends sometimes now just like we've been through like you know 90s band like we've done some fun one we did like uh 
you know, like the soul asylum kind of world <laughs> spin doctors like we're kind of having fun finding like weird kind of genres to do and wasn't too impressed with the choice of uh of people here like when you don't know somebody at all or like it's just so random how do you feel uh, about the kinda, prices right rules here for this I fucking hate the prices right too, rules man. for Me this too. i mean you had two people guessing like within a thousand that lost it doesn't work yeah yeah and you know doug said he didn't like the rules and then they said oh doug you came up with the rules and it was very confusing i mean the best part about this is how you know doug gets grumpy and tim gets competitive and all that stuff like that's well Well, i guess tim's not playing so very funny was tim was like doug is the most competitive guy and then doug's like tim heidecker calling me competitive yeah yeah (laughs) it was a nice little look into their uh mm -hmm. to their relationship um, which I think we can probably see is, is all is all very clear. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was about it for the f- first half of the show. We took a little break. We listened to a weird little song. And, um, yeah, Tucci hates the, the news, the second half uh, uh, after hours song. No, um, Tim does. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm you noted that Tim does not like, I want to have fun, I want to have fun. I didn't know that Doug, that, uh, sorry, that Vic was maybe working that in as the second half intro. I yeah, guess that's, that's a new, that's new, that's yeah. new news. I thought they had originally talked about that being like the new theme song that's of what the, I thought, the but show. I, yeah. They're really pushing it. Tim doesn't like it. I love Welcome to After Hours After Hours. Like that's that song still works for me. I know they're yeah. not calling it After Hours anymore, but I don't care. We like that song. Um, yeah, we I, finally. I, okay, go ahead. Teach. No, I, I'm I'm expecting there to be a fan submission, probably. That's what oh. I, that's my prediction for the uh, a fan half, so. submission. Yeah, that's what I would guess. So sorry, that was a little. I just got a little close to the mic. <laughs> Gonna have to change those levels, or Tucci's gonna oh, bite geez. my fucking yeah, head apologies off. Apologies to anyone who listened last week. Yeah, apologize to anybody who listened for the first twenty-four hours of <laughs> the release of this because my voice was a little overmodulated, uh, but I fixed it. Okay, and it wasn't that bad. Some people were very, very upset about it. Mm, yeah, I heard one that's... person in particular, Mike Tucci, soft-speaking <laughs> Mike Tucci, is like sad that he's not screaming into the mic like i am but you know you bring a little more energy uh, you I'm get trying. hurt a little more you know try- yeah i know you even have an arm with that mic like right up your ass and it's still you're still whispering about your opinion <laughs> so you know it's all about the energy buddy this is what it is our levels are the same boost my game our cadence boost my game. boost, boost my game, game. i'm not gonna have your little boost quiet me. voice all like hot in the mix you do levels i'll show you boost sometime. How to, i'll show you i'll show you to edit edit sometime right um we finally get a Zoom call. Besides the city of the day, we get a Zoom call. And we're going to start tracking these Zoomers as well. Joe LaRocca, the sax guy. Um, this started a little rough. I mean, they, they said, oh, well, thanks. You showed us all your instruments. He's like, I got a flute and I got a clarinet and I got a, I got a saxophone. And um, the guys were like, oh, well, thanks for sharing. But they did uh, they did give him a little time here, which I thought was nice. This is the huge where it's like, give him, give him a chance. And he brought some stuff. Um, you know, this is our first kind of Zoom call of the new office season here, I would say. Uh, and, you know, I'm not I don't 
we're going to put him on the list because I think we're going to put everybody on the list. I, yeah. I would give him a, a solid, I don't know, six-ish maybe or something. Um, some good stuff came out of it. Uh, you know, Doug asked if um, is uh, is the saxophone the C-3PO of uh, – or C-3PO the saxophone of robots – which took me a minute to understand what he was talking about. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He kind of looks like a saxophone. I see. Um, and they talked about Jesus Christ Superstar and, um, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so that, that that was the call. It went on a bit. They, you know, he, the guy started playing sax, which didn't sound great, but, you know, he... He brought it. He, he tried. You know, he kind of like got it together after a little bit of a stumbly beginning. So I'm going to go like six for this guy. Six are out of ten. Only, I don't know. We're adding ratings to this. I, I mean, I don't know how else to do it. What are you going to do? Write a little paragraph about each person? No, I'm probably just going to um, add them to the list. And if, if there's someone that I think, you know, deserves to be like um, to be. You're just going to yeah. say off you contender or not? Yeah, probably. Here's the or, problem. There's just so many shows. I mean, you know, thumb just up like the thumb down. Yeah, you can go thumb up or thumb down. I think that if you if you want if you have a Google Doc going at this point, yeah, I do. Yeah. Just put my rating in there for my own sanity. All okay, right. if you guys don't want to rate, you don't have to. If you just want to do a thumbs, whatever, Joe, you want to go thumbs up or thumbs down for a possible Offy nomination for this guy. A thumbs up or thumbs down, probably. No, you have. No, I'm saying, which one do you want? Are you saying up or down? Oh, um, for this down. guy, down. Yeah, Joe's going thumbs down. Zero chance in the world he'd ever be nominated for an Offie, Tucci. Not zero chance. He could come back. I mean, we can we could tally up. He comes back and sure. Well, that's and, why I'm just mentioning me him now. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You can just put Joe Larocco Sax guy, and you can say whatever you want, Tucci, privately, or you can tell us. Got um, it. I'm gonna make an enemy for any every Zoomer now. You know, down thumbs down. Well, that's why I'm just gonna give him ratings. Tanner York, um, let's see, uh, you know, we, we went, you know, there, there is, there was this moment where Tim talked about how Andy got the job with Conan. I don't think we need to rehash that. It was interesting to hear. Um, you know, it was, it took his time. Andy's a very good co, uh, host slash special guest. So I've he heard talks. Andy tell that story a lot on the various yeah. things. So you can, so we it. don't want to hear it again. It's then we have um, <laughs> then we have Tanner York, a young boy, calling in for a Zoom. Here's another Zoom. Okay. Um. Now you know Tanner seemed like a nice young boy. I'd probably up his rating a little bit into like the seven, maybe seven point five pitchfork rating for him. He's a he's a could be a potential call backer. He was just a nice boy, um, and he brought like kind of a funny, sarcastic, for being like a senior in high school, like had it together yeah. wasn't too nervous didn't shit his pants when he realized he was on like some people do which you got to start to give points for you got to give credit for that so i'm saying compared to some of the offies nominators that they had for zoomers in the previous offies these two guys i think were yeah. <laughs> could have easily outdone some of the people that were chosen on that other one which is when, why when i you, just give when them you put chance. it like that when you put it like that yeah it, it, it does make sense yeah yeah, so, you know, in the end of the day, there's a lot of forgettable Zoomers and ones that bring anything that's, like, somewhat decent, I think we have to mention. So I'll throw Tanner up on the board. Um, thumbs up or down, Joe? 
possible up. Aussie winner ever. Up for Joe. He's going up. So, okay. So, Tanner's getting he a had, little love. He had like an awkward way that I appreciated that I yep. enjoyed. He had a yep. boy thing going on. And I think, yeah. it, I think it was coming through because they they seemed to be uh, responding to him like carefully. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they put the, the careful the careful kid gloves on when they were sure talking yeah to yeah they careful do. kid gloves it was kind of you know it reminded me a little bit we'll get into the pound cast a little bit later but they talked you know the, on the pound cast doug had talked about he was going to bring in his 17 year old nephew and like and they were like oh yeah that would be great i would love to talk to a young kid like sometimes just talking to a young person is yep. just interesting it's just more interesting than these fucking people that are he's you know 30 year old you know, just <laughs> almost said losers. <laughs> you know, just these guys that are like, uh, you know, the type of guy that goes on the Zoom every week and like watches the show. Like, I hate, you know, I, I don't want to call guy. them a type of person, but well, what are know, we? What's what's that? What are we then? We're losers. Cool. We have a podcast. Um, you know, we don't waste our time going on the Zoom and just like sitting there just, staring at it. We just waste hours talking about it. Yeah, we talk about them, call them losers. Uh, moving on. Uh, so Tanner, Tanner York, we like the young boys. <laughs> you can you can take that drop. We love the young boys on We Like Having Fun. Uh, getting cave boy vibes. Joe said it. Tucci said it. Yeah. Um, we had a guy calling with a yo-yo with a call back to the yo-yo weight thing. Um, but he kind of failed. I was driving while I was watching this, not very safe. So I, I couldn't really see his oh, yo-yo like. work, but he didn't do good. I don't think. Right. Kind of oh. failed with the yo-yo. No, that guy's he, he was, I find him to be more entertaining when he's sitting in the chair with like, you know, kids crawling all over, all over him. This was, you know, the kidless, uh, Connor was, they played you know, that, video before that i don't know if that matters but the video oh yeah okay we have a couple trump's, things that have been uh, skipped here yeah we had we had trump's uh lawyer um the jam you know this jam of the uh was it eagles song or uh, yeah the guy from the eagles jay seculo oh, yeah. what his name jay seculo was the attorney Jay Sekulow is the attorney, and he had this video. It was pretty of, funny. It was pretty funny. Um, I saw that on Vic's Instagram earlier, so I had seen it already. But well, okay, Vic's bringing his Instagram stuff to office hours, just recycling. Well done, Vic. Easy. Uh, you know how I feel about Vic now. He's gonna start popping shots. I'm gonna start popping them right back. Um, <clears throat> so. He probably wouldn't have made it this far. This is too long of an episode for him to get this far in it. Joe uh, Walsh. It's a Joe Walsh cover. Joe Walsh cover. Okay. So that was pretty stupid. Um, I don't know if I needed, you know, it, it was funny. Was it like, oh my God, you got to see this funny? Mm, no. But for late in the second half show, fine. Well, let's let's watch a little video. It breaks things up a little bit. It was awkward. It was I like, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was funny. I always and I love Vic's laugh. So anything that gets Vic going, make, kind of usually makes me makes me laugh. So I thought it was good. Um, okay. And it was it's the okay. it's the my Maserati song, which is you know has a you know that has lore in the Office Hours mm-hmm. universe. So you're right. It does have lore. Um, we played the record game with the guy. Which guy was this? Hmm. 
Remember this guy with the mustache and the Key West? Oh, yeah, the guy from Austin, Texas. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, do we get his... We didn't get his name or, you know, maybe we'll have to look him up. Not terribly memorable. I don't think he's an offy winner here. Or, uh, But he had, a, he had a Victorville Film Archives hat on and he had a Key West shirt on. And Andy Richter said, I love Key West, which thought that was an interesting tidbit that Andy yeah, Richter too. would love Key West. Um, yeah, after Tim shits on Florida, you know, half the time. That was yeah. Funny. So, you know, he brought a couple records, didn't really go anywhere real crazy there with him. Um, okay, now we have Dude. Okay, so yeah, okay, Yo-Yo Guy was the guy with the Wu-Tang shirt. That's the same guy. That's Colton. So yeah, Colton, I like Colton. You know what I mean? Like he calls in kind of consistently and he's, uh, you know, sort of nervous. He doesn't seem like he would even, you know, this, he doesn't seem like the type of guy. I don't know why I would even for a second think to guess of what type of guys would like this show. But he, for me, he doesn't really fit the, in my imagination of what the normal people would be like. He seems like, really? a, yeah, I don't know. He just no, seems he like just... a nice kind of normal simpleton or something <laughs> he's a stay-at-home dad stay-at-home dad yeah okay maybe he's just like running down i'd like to see what other podcasts he listens to yeah and, yeah that, that'd be interesting i'd like that uh, so i also i think he's right run of the mill but he does call in a lot so let's see maybe he comes back around i'd put him on the list though colton um he's got a fan what's he's that got a ceiling fan he has a ceiling fan which is very important He's got a fan in Tucci. Tucci loves him. Um, <laughs> Joe, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs right in the middle. I'm gonna say thumbs up, and I, you know, Ooh, he's got a Joe. gimmick like the go kart guy, so he's he's already gonna. Ah, okay, Yo Yo like, Colton got a gimmick. I mean, Joe the guy with a saxophone good. had a gimmick, but you know, I'm not into yeah. the saxophone. Listen, guy as much so, between me and you, the, the go kart gimmick didn't do that much for me uh, personally. But on that list of shitty zoomers, they had it shouldn't have won, but it, it definitely yeah. maybe is rememberable, like a memorable mm -hmm. thing. So, okay, and then um, and then last but not least, we have our couple from Auckland, which they call in a lot, and this guy's pretty funny, I think. Yeah. And yeah. like these two, and like this girl always kind of has like a little sourpuss on her face, like she's too good for <laughs> yeah. it or something, which I kind of like. like. Their love, vibe is like the, interesting. I love the Aussie and the Kiwi sense of humor, and that <clears> works <throat> for me. So yeah. these really dry uh, people that call in from down there, it's funny. So they're on all the time, so much so that I do think if they continued to be on the show, they might have been a couple that last offies could have been nominated because they were on so much Best i don't couple. know if over the next yeah i don't know if over this there next was, year if they'll continue to be on there was one it where seems they were like in tim bed forgets together, right they were in their bed yeah yeah they're cuddling up yeah, I, I think maybe it could be best duo so oh best couple no, yeah. yeah duo though because we could do the the sisters that call in There's, you know we can call them a couple duo whatever yeah. best group so best, that's yeah That's okay the sisters haven't called in a while i think matt's yeah. fed up with them not bringing well, anything they, they said that they had to go back to work and they were not going to be able to call it as much oh darn well best duo these guys are on the list let's let's yeah let's let's differentiate them that's fun i think the more offies the better and i think the guys would probably tim would probably hate that idea but matt well, might like it it just gives it just spreads the love more you know you get, it, you get more people to call in and 
it's, it's like at the Oscars where they have like here's all the other ones that we're not going to show you. But oh, they'll yeah. just read we'll them off. A, you know, we'll have a daytime. They'll have like a montage of like time off. We'll have a daytime offies where we do all the shitty you know awards like best. Uh, you know. Sound design for <laughs> short film. Yeah, oh, best like zoom, uh, best zoom framing, and best uh, you know yeah. best call quality, like best like uh, you know that kind of stuff. Ah, that's funny. We're having fun. We like We're having right. fun. We do. Um, best recap podcast. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it. Tim had to pee, so that means the show is over. Which <laughs> yeah. Everybody got a good laugh out of that one. Uh, um, it's a callback to him having to pee every hour. You know, yeah, they yes, they did earlier. talk about their urine, which it's bladder-based um, comedy and that's bladder-based so comedy. Two GPs a lot a day. He wrote right. in the notes. I'm not oh, even yeah. gonna say how much. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, just like so much urine. Um, Look at all this, man. I got. I oh man, you pee here. in a bottle and hold it next to you. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that'll about do it for the show. Before we move on to our podcast, let's talk about Andy Richter and this episode as potential offy contenders. I would say because we're in the very beginning of this Oscar, the Offie Awards season, very early, some of these episodes are going to be under the radar. I would say I very much enjoyed this episode, and Andy Richter's a great guest. It was super smooth, easy to listen to. I'd say Richter goes on the, as of right now, obviously, uh, list of best guests. And I think I would say this show would go on best steps for now i mean like i think we'll have to knock things off as as new eps come in but i wouldn't just say there's zero chance that this would ever be nominated for an offie i would say oh no maybe there's a chance i mean it was it was a good episode i mean it was memorable we had all the norm talk we had you know you were discussed a little bit so we're gonna give a little bias there like um just a pretty smooth app i thought what do you guys think i'll say that it it gave us our new like calling of finding the corn and uh that 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 memorable line is going to stay with me for sure and uh uh-huh. I, I wonder you know andy richter is is in for the new office does brett gelman make it into the contention or was he considered not <clears throat> available because it was so close to the office like where does he uh, fall like we that's, this is the problem with this whole thing and does the office episode count so we will we'll clarify that with matt at some point maybe but i would say that all three of those episodes very strong and should be nominated i i Gelman and richter should be up for best guest definitely or and maniac should maybe be up for best co-host or, or best guest host or something i don't know maybe some other uh if there's if there's more guest hosts maybe he could fit into a category somewhere but I want to know where it starts, where we should start, so we don't Listen, leave anything. We're starting out. the week after the offies. That's about as safe as you can be. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how we're going to do it. We're going to tabulate. We're going to be talking offies. It's kind of annoying how many how much offies talk there will be now, but it's a good way. You know, the the big point being critiquing and stuff. Now we can just use their system. What, 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 they yeah, can't they can't harm sense. us for talking about their own system. So. We'll tabulate. Some people even commented in the, the chat that we should be in charge of the offies. Um, so we will uh, we will do that. You know, we will do our best and maybe we'll work alongside the guys, give our opinions, whether they want to 
do it or not is um yeah even if they don't want want it we can just do our own side offies and be like here's the no. real one no i think we that's could... a good way for us to to kind of intertwine and take some maybe take some workload off of matt i think these offies are probably yeah. really annoying for him i know i'm hoping this that's what it does is it takes them off of matt's plate yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to tabulate our whatever google doc, doc with all of our information at the end of yeah. the year 2022 I don't he know will. if Tim will go for it. He likes he likes controversy. He might just say, nah, fuck those guys. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you remember in this episode when he had described how we called out and how we pointed out all the misses and how, you know, we did good. So all right. I think that he was almost giving us the okay of like, these guys know what's up. So all right. go ahead, Tooch. And I, this week I did buy uh, a domain that I plan to use for... Um, I don't want to say too much because it's still in development, but there's something that I want to do in March um, that I think will be really fun for Doug and Vic. Okay. Um, and I brought it up on the show last week, but um, until I can like figure out. So you don't want to spoil what that is. Um, I don't, so I'm Let's talking on it. What, what, what month is it right now? March? Oh, Jesus March Christ. Madness? Are, we fucking... Are we talking brackets here? Or... Yeah, we're talking brackets. <sighs> we're, we're talking, talking brackets. brackets. We're talking you want to say it, Tooch? Yeah. All right. We're, ta- we're talking drop madness. Um, <laughs> now, I'm working with a, a, a good friend of mine who also happens to be an Office Hours listener. He's a developer. We're going to still working it out, trying to figure out how this is going to happen. Um, but ultimately, this is going to um, rely on like me getting these file like drops from Doug and Vic. So we're not. We're, I'm not even at that point where I'm talking to them about it. But yeah, I think it would be great to have. A well, you probably, I would assume you're just going to have to, do you want the audio files of them? You don't just want to list them as names of the drops? Yes, that's why I don't want to get into it too much because I'm not sure what's what's <laughs> possible. Um, but yeah, no, ultimately I would like, yeah. I would like the bracket to be an interactive bracket where you can play uh-huh. the audio file. It sounds yeah. like something maybe you could talk to the boys about and, you know, maybe this could be a, an actual Office Hours sponsored thing, potentially, Drop Madness. So Drop and Madness. And maybe it doesn't have to be in March. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it right. does. Right. It can be whenever. But DropMadness.com is the website. Nothing is there, but uh, hopefully there will be. Yeah. And uh, we'll get this going. I think this is a, you know, I, I love Drop so much and I think it's so hard to kind of... Of, of all the categories in the office, I think drops is one. Okay. That... Any drops from this episode that are worth noting for you, off yeah. contenders. That's see, that's the other thing. I, I don't give a shit about how you're thinking about it. Just answer the goddamn question. No, no off contenders. How we know. I, I don't think so. even like there repeat ones that you've heard before that maybe got Naya. screwed. I, I like Naya. I like I like that one. Naya. Um, okay, <laughs> I do too. I like that one. I like Naya, but uh, no, this this was a drop. Joe, do you like, think no. of your wife when they play that one? Absolutely, that's her name. Yeah. Joe's so. name is Joe's wife's name is Naya, and they have a drop that sounds like Naya. You know, like that. Like, <laughs> is, it, so. is, it like a, is it like a, a British woman saying no? Is that what is that what it is? I think there was God damn, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't, was I don't know what that. I comes don't remember. From. I don't remember what it is. I thought they explained it one episode, but episode one seventy four was the light on the drops. They mentioned it. You know, it's when you have a when you have a uh, in studio guest like Andy Richter, not as much going on. So um, you, get a, you get a day off. The boys get a day off yeah, when they have yeah. Andy Richter. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, um, 
I want to do the I want to do right by the drops, and I think a tournament is the best way to determine, you know, the best drop of the year. Um, we okay, can talk about well, what goes into it then. But maybe for, the drops should, should be still, uh, new should drops still be, too. You know, not things that are being recycled over all the sure, year before. Of of course not. But like something that's never gotten love, like Naya, like um, and if that was the one that um. Like Doug, Doug was asked in the chat, "Hey, play it. What drop should I play?" And somebody said Naya, and he played, and he played it. it. Yeah. So maybe that one's worth mentioning from this episode. I mean, they did do the reading of the names again, um, you know. But besides that, there really wasn't a ton of. There was like some music stuff and nothing really I remember or noted or Tucci noted. So Barbero came in there with the names early. I just said that. You just uh, and real quick, the last thing I want to say is, you know, there, a lot, a lot has to go into this. <laughs> a lot has to go into this, but like ultimately, we'll have to rank, you know, one through sixteen, like you know, four. Good luck with that, Tucci. I'm gonna leave that to you, Tucci, because we're trying, we're we're pu- we're trying to pull one fucking drop from this episode and struggling. So when you get your bracket of sixty-four drops that you want to go through, you know, have fun mining the turd for those corn kernels. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, but in the meantime, I think, yeah, from this episode, let's throw the Naya up there because that's something we just remembered and it's something Doug went to. So that's a potential offy drop. We will keep our ears peeled for new drops and a good place to hear them is maybe in the drop concert, even though not all those drops make it back into the show, but I don't know. I think I feel like drop concerts are maybe a whole different category as well. Mm-hmm. But that's enough about this episode. We're going to move into our our uh, Patreon-only part of the show. If you're not a Patreon member, this is just going to stop right now. And if you are, then you get to hear our content about the Poundcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. We do not have a Patreon yet. But that would be the kind of thing that we would do, Okay. So we would do all we would do in the in our after hours we would do all our offy nomination stuff and the Poundcast drops and our exclusive interview with Phil Braun. The exclusive interview with Phil Braun will definitely be in the main show. We will not burn you like that, okay? Because that's going to get us some listeners. So, Poundcast, um, Night Riders. I listen. Did you guys listen? Yes. I'm about uh, an hour. I'm into the where they start talking about how they want they'd want to bring on uh, Doug's uh, nephew and niece. That's okay, so you did not hear about Night Riders yet. I did not hear about Night Riders, and oh. I know we'll get it. I'll tell you why because I've been. Do you want to know what Night Riders are? I'm going to tell you what Night Riders are. I mean, <laughs> sure, you guys, can, you guys. Night Riders are a pair of underpants, kind of. They're kind of a cum diaper for wet dreams. Okay? Oh wait, no, no, I did get to that. I did get to this. <laughs> uh, that's what Night Riders are, and um, we talked a lot about wet dreams. You know, a good 35, 40 minutes on wet dreams. Brent is having wet dreams as an adult man all the time. Insane. And, uh, <laughs> insane. You know, and Doug's like, yeah, I had one, like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had a wet dream in my life. I don't know what it is. And I just, I don't think I've ever had one. Um, maybe one as a child and I didn't know what it was, but I definitely don't have anyone in a memorable uh, brainwave of mine. So hearing about these men with wet dreams is very funny um i've never had a wet dream as far as i can remember either and i'm thinking like, yeah this brent is having them so much that yeah. he needs diapers and he's taking it on planes and whatnot like yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and wrapping up so yeah. ridiculous um 
<laughs> we don't know how serious they're being, but I, it seemed like Brent, when Brent talks about this kind of stuff, I, I'm taking him for his word. Uh, so they it started with them kind of going back to fake ads. They were like, oh, let's do the ridiculous ad thing again. And um, they they went to the paper towels and they're like, what if what if the way to to talk about paper towels would be, you know, oh, you're like on a plane and you have a wet dream and, you know, oh, I was using Bounty, <laughs> you know, and that that really kept the come, you know, brownie. <laughs> yeah, brownie, brownie. And uh, so they talked about a whole commercial development for this and, um, you know, really just went deep into Night Riders, which was the name they eventually came up with for their come wet dream diaper underpants uh invention um i don't know maybe wet dreams are more of a problem than i know of brent's saying hey when you're out there start talking to people about <laughs> doug was like nobody's having wet dreams Brent, like what are you talking about with these wet dreams um but yeah that's uh if you're ever out there with your pals and you're running out of uh things to talk about maybe just bring up wet dreams see if anybody's having them out there is it a real problem do night riders I mean, you could have night riders for teens, you know, like it seems like a teen, <laughs> you know, a teen sort of product. You sell them at a the, fre sun. the frequency to be having them on planes is so absurd that I was thinking, yeah. like, holy cow, like, is this, is this for real? Like Brent is wrapping himself up in a plastic bag, uh, while getting on planes. And he said, don't do that. It's a sweaty mess. Um, disgusting very very <laughs> vile and disgusting um but then they started like getting into the wet dreams and like like what like when you're having a wet dream like who are you dreaming about is it people you know is it fantasy people is it yeah, you know and, and my beats. mind was like is brent is brent having wet dreams over like video game characters he was like he kept saying yeah there, a lot of them are fantasy characters i'm like where you know, why am I thinking about what Brent's having a wet dream about? I don't know. But this is where the pound cast takes you. This is where it takes your mind. Um, and of course, they did talk about having um, their niece, uh, their nephew and niece on the show, which I do think would be fun to talk about very silly stuff. They're such a silly, immature bunch of clowns sometimes, especially when they go one on one here. Yeah, that it's it's kind of outrageous, but. This was a fun, this is a fun episode. I, I, you know, when it ended, I felt like it just like, end. it was just like, Doug was just like, oh, you know what? I'm done. You know, let's, let's be done now. Okay. I got to go. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, um, I sort of felt the same way by the time it ended as well. It was just like, I have no comment. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. thinking like, I have nothing to say about this podcast, but <laughs> you know, uh, sure. Good, good day. Good uh, day. Go ahead. Tooch. I'll tell you why I didn't finish the pound cast because um, it's you because I spent dream. yeah I had to clean up I, I had to I had to spend or I spent most of my non-office hours time listening time this week watching Doug edit for five hours oh man you because went I just became all of it a, I just became a patron of Doug Pound okay um, look at you I, did, I wasn't even aware of it you brought it up last week mike um uh, mm -hmm. doug mentioned, he mentioned it on, he mentioned it on the podcast and he mentioned it on the well. podcast this week yep um man what a treat i and i i do i i do edit i've i've edited most of my career um i don't consider myself a video editor but i know how to do it enough to appreciate doug's work um 
and yeah, it's it was it was fascinating to me. I like getting to, you know, peer into Doug's mind and just like watch him work it was fascinating. Um, I loved it. I, hmm. um, I watched you know five out. Uh, you watched all out. of it. All of it. It was good great. for you. Holy fuck! I definitely did not watch all of it, but it was great. I skipped um, around a little bit, you know, because it was like, okay, do I need to see every little? It was actually interesting to go from some of the early stuff to some of the later stuff just to see what he's done. I mean, once I saw kind of his, uh, the way he cuts, um, you know, I think, you know, you kind of get the gist myself being a video editor, like kind of knowing his, uh, formula for yeah. how he does things. Very music based, very special effects based. A lot of audio drives his video. And I, I think that's an important and, um, so you know, like that, I would tell anybody personally, I, I'm always telling people that are trying to like make little short films or do things like, dude, audio is so important. Like yeah. trying to record good audio and get like, if you have cool music, sound effects, all that stuff goes so far. And you can definitely tell when you watch two wet crew or, or any yeah. of the stuff that he does that when they do overdubs of the audio, it just makes it a little weirder. Just like it, it pushes it into that other territory and um, it was interesting to see that, yeah, he's got a huge library of songs of, you know, copyright free music and tons of sound effects. Yeah. Which, did he buy all those sound effects? I wonder if he's uh, where he got all those sound effects. Maybe. But, but that's an important that's a, the important toolbox when you go to editing. You don't think about that kind of stuff. But really, yeah. that is some of the more important shit. And when you were talking, you were talking about it last week and Mike, like, I'd like to watch you cut, too, just to see how, how it differentiates from what Doug does. But you know i've i've made like silly videos like with my friends you know kind of like two wet crew style in the past and i would say that like i have a similar editing style to doug he, he does a lot of stuff that i do um mm -hmm. i learned i learned some things from him certainly i mean he i think he the way he moves around premiere he much yeah. more much smoother than i am i i you know i like to think that i'm that way with like illustrator and uh, after effects but um but yeah i, I i'd like to watch you cut and just to kind of see the difference, um, I'm getting know, into, so interesting. I'm getting into like I, I cut on Final Cut, and um, but I actually got like this little video editing app on my iPad called Video Leap, which I'm loving using. It's so easy. You touch it with your finger, and there's all the corn. Like this is for like jam band workout stuff, but like not you know when I'm doing my more serious stuff, I actually you know I do it in Final Cut and Resolve, but for these little quick videos that I'm shooting on my phone and stuff, like I'm loving using this super simple editor and it's really nice and it gives you kind of all this corny stuff. You can do all of the audio, you know, you can do, you can set keyframes. It's really pretty goddamn powerful. And I'm so into that right now. Just shoot something on your phone, put it on your iPad, edit, spit it out and get it done with very quickly. Like that's my new jam, unless I'm making a big serious project. So <clears throat> Doug seems very organized. Yeah, he seems like much more organized than I would have thought. I guess I would have guessed he would be more, I don't know, be more of a frantic experience or something. But it's pretty well thought out and he does the early prep work. I'm not like that. I'm just like, fucking. I try. I'm yeah. just like, just start ripping. You I try I mean? I and like shoot and then I'm not labeling and you got folders and color coordination. Yeah. You got that going on. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it takes work. I think it does make it easier. But man, it is a, you know, nah. it, I go by like scene number you know i do like the the very very simple basics but 
I wish I like I would kind of want somebody in my in my kind of work you know like I would love for, that's like a great job for a PA you know yeah, <laughs> go yeah. label all the clips and color correct them and all that stuff but it's funny it's, it's interesting to see that Doug when he's just making a cute little stupid thrift store video that will just end up on Instagram or whatever um, that he's yeah. putting all that time into it I mean, yeah, yeah. Crazy. apprentice I I, <laughs> apprentice the, yes. the, the last thing I'll say is like I just you know just thinking about Doug's like work over the years and obviously the huge influence he's had over you know, an awesome show and Portlandia and stuff like that. And it's just so, I think it, I, I think it is like a treat. I feel fortunate yeah. enough to get, to get to watch him work. I want to see him edit a Portlandia. <laughs> yeah. I would like to, yeah. You know, cool. Or edit a, or edit a, you know, and edit a Tim and Eric or take us through a tutorial of one of those scenes from Tim and Eric. If you, Doug, if you're, if you're listening to this at some point, open up one of your old projects. If you got one, one of your final cut seven projects, if you have it saved, Show us some of a the lot old of missing files. Insanity. Yeah, a lot of uh, red, or maybe a new media. movie that he's working on with. Yeah, walk friends. us through the whole editing process of your feature film, which you know is still being talked about, which we're excited to, to um, hear about. But yeah, that was that was great. So uh, I really enjoyed that this week. Um, yeah, good uh, stuff from Doug. Subscribe to Doug's personal thing. Two bucks, you get to watch him edit. That's like what? How much is Masterclass? cost hundreds of dollars Ooh, baby master class spend, yeah. spend two bucks you get a you get a get the doug, doug master Lucent class master class yes teach all you need to know he gets he, you get to him saying this might be boring but you know yeah <laughs> he's so you know he's so i wonder if i'm uh, worried about people thinking it's boring but it's I wonder not if like venetian snares has a mat like a an editing Patreon or somebody like that there know, should be like a there should be like a hipster map haps master class that like isn't all these fucking super well-known people just like actually cool people that people actually like and you know like do i really need to hear i mean that said i did watch the Werner herzog master class it's pretty good but he doesn't teach you anything he just tells you like just go out there and get crazy you know whatever but moving on we have to finish the show this is way too long um this is it this Perfect. is it uh and you know i gotta go so <laughs> uh what? quick plugs mike tucci for all your graphic design mike you froze like yeah you cut out during during your promo of me so i'm gonna need you to start over you're full of shit it's recording oh. just fine over here that's Sorry. your own uh-huh. connection all right one more time tucci gets a double dip here mike tucci.com for all your design needs graphic design uh t-shirt design sometimes uh record cover design um web design uh also motion design. design motion graphics maybe right yeah, yeah. do a little of that i do. wouldn't mind a little of that uh joseph allen art makes abstract paintings they're very beautiful the best place to go right now would be Joseph Allen Art on Instagram because you get the most up-to-date stuff and you can peruse that. Um, my own shit is, uh, you know, we like having fun. WLHF pod, okay? That's my number one thing, okay? That's what you want to be checking out. So if you're hearing this, you've done it. There's also Jam Band Workout on Instagram, which is a goofy little thing. And there's uh, Lost Pilot Films on YouTube. And, you know, you just Google Lost Pilot Films, you're going to find some stuff. But you can go watch some movies that I made and some some documentaries about bands and 
some behind-the-scenes videos about bands and some other bullshit like that. So enjoy all that, and we will go ahead, Joseph. Muddle Earth. Muddle Earth is not out yet, but there is a... You can watch the series. No, Joe, you're right. MuddleEarth.com, I believe, still has the series that we made some years ago. We have turned this into a film, a full feature film, which is very close to completion. I just worked on some final touches. Yeah, MuddleEarth.com, you can go and watch. And this is the kind of thing, if you really are diving deep, if you watched this show, this web series, then the movie that's coming out, it's nothing like that. Like, the movie kind of addresses the show. So, um... The movie will work on its own, but if you watch the show and then watch the movie, you'll get you'll get even more out of it all. So, and that's a weird little thing we shot in New Zealand some years ago about a a strange man that uh, gives tours of Lord of the Rings filming locations. So, if you're an LOTR guy, you might enjoy that. MuddleEarth.com. That's M-U-D-D-L-E-E-A-R-T-H.com. Uh, go check it out. Thanks, Joe, for the plug. I forget about that one. And that'll do it for us, boys. A hard buck and a half here. 90 mins, almost as long as the whole show. Sorry, everybody. Maybe we go too long. I don't know. We don't care. It's over. We like having fun. You know, guys on 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 office hours just... We're called We Like Having Fun. If you're going to keep talking about us, say our name. Just say it. People on the chat are like, what are they talking about? What recap show? Just say my name. Say my name. <laughs> okay? Matt? Somebody. Just like recap show. Like, what the fuck is that? Teaching. You some, if you're in that gonna, Zoom, if you're in that YouTube chat, fire it in there. We're going to send you some swag. So you have no choice. Oh, yeah. We're going to send some swag. Yeah, that'll be our, yeah. We got some swag. Spoiler alert. Got a lot of stuff in the works. Stand by. Tucci's hard at work. His favorite design project. (laughs) Okay. Have a good week, everybody. We love you to bits. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye, little ones. (laughs) 